0: Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Phillies. The Phils win last night in San Diego in the series opener with the Padres, despite some really shaky pitching. Can they replicate the offense in game two and have a little bit of a better, maybe start from Michael Lorenzen, who could really use one? And we'll get into the off the poll numbers about your favorite moment of the month of August, where there were some awesome ones. Very interested to see how that poll turned out. All of that on today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Yes, this is Lock On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, you can hear me on 97.5 the Fanatic on the radio as well, NBC Sports Philadelphia on the television side, Credential Philadelphia Phillies media member, uh, played college baseball, played semi-pro baseball, I pitched some if you if you played baseball some position players might not say that's playing that's pitching but, but bottom line, played the game for a long time followed the game for a long time talked about the game for a long time in the Philadelphia market and uh, happy to be here. With you as your host of Lock on phillies please make sure you're rating reviewing wherever you consume your podcast subscribing to the youtube the phillies are coming down the home stretch they're one of the better teams in baseball they're going to be a postseason team you're going to want to be subscribed to lock on phillies to get notifications on new episodes and new posting and everything like that Costs you absolutely zero dollars it takes two seconds to do and it gets you new notifications and feeds you more uh phillies content and everything like that it's exactly what you need so go ahead and subscribe to lock on phillies Let's jump into what happened last night, or yeah, I guess it is last night, even though it was an early game San Diego time, 6.40 p.m. first pitch for yesterday's game. Despite it being a West Coast game, which was nice for the Labor Day holiday, the game still went well past 10 o'clock because of the score. I mean, the Phillies win 9-7, to but it was an offensive battle, and it shouldn't have been. There was a point in this game where the Phillies were up 8-1, to and then slowly but surely, they I don't even want to say the Padres crawled back. The Phillies started trying to choke it away. I mean, Taiwan Walker did not have his best start at all. He got the win, which we talk about this every time he goes uh, onto the mound to start a game. Taiwan Walker will go out, they'll look not great, they'll finish six innings. You'll be like, uh, okay, I don't feel great about that performance, but then you see, oh well, he got the win and the team one, so I guess it's good enough. He's 15-5 and five on the year, but the box score doesn't look as good for him. I mean, five innings pitched, five hits, four runs, four earned, three walks, four strikeouts, a home run allowed to Fernando Tatis Jr. It just wasn't the best performance from Taiwan Walker. And, I mean, the bullpen, not great either. Andrew Bellotti goes out and gives you two-thirds of an inning with a run. Um, it was earned. Then Gregory Soto goes out and gives you two-thirds of an inning with two earned runs. And – Jeff Hoffman works out of stuff. Craig Kimbrell has a shaky inning with two walks, but he works out of it without giving up a run. Jose Alvarado, shaky inning with two walks, gets out of it without giving up a run. I mean, the Phillies hitter, or Phillies hitter, Phillies pitchers walked eight batters in the game, struck out nine. So they almost walked as many as they struck out. It's seven earned runs. Uh, They gave up seven earned runs on 10 hits, which is where those walks come in really big. Now, they only gave up one home run which I guess that's nice they're keeping the ball in the arm. We'll talk more about the bullpen in just a second. But the offense was outstanding in this one. I want to get uh, to some of the positives, and then I'm going to talk about why the bullpen might be turning around a little bit or why they have the ability to. But Alec Bowman had a three-RBI double in the first uh, inning to put the Phillies up 3-0. So the Phillies scored first. It was almost a grand slam. Then Mundo Sosa hit went out to left center. Then Trey Turner hit one out to left, another multi-home run game for your Phillies. They just keep doing it. They're unbelievable. Trey Turner is on fire right now. Uh, I believe every home run the Phillies hit all over 400 feet today, or today, last night. Um, then Christian Pache tripled in the third to make it 7-1. to one. Edmundo Sosa doubled to make it 8-1. to one. The Phillies up 8-1 to one in the third, which I already told you. It felt like, okay, they're definitely going to win. And they would have still won based on only scoring eight runs his only got seven and it just got way too tight for comfort uh down the end but one other thing that happened in the game was kyle Schwarber hitting his 40th home run of the year a 440 foot nuke to right field it made it nine to four it was an important insurance it turned out being and he's hit 40 homers before he's hit 40 singles he has 39 singles on the year he has 40 home runs i mean. We're going to talk a little bit later on in the week just about the insane case study that this Kyle Schwarber season has been. There's other stuff to get into today with off the poll results to do and everything, but we are going to get into that as Kyle Schwarber continues to slug the baseball at an insane rate and also hit below 200 and not have 40 singles. And He's just such a weird case study this year. I don't know what to make of it, but I'm going to try and talk through some numbers and Maybe try and find someone to compare Kyle Schwarber to if they exist. But uh, first, I want to talk about the bullpen numbers today. That's the most pertinent thing, right, because they've been struggling. And I looked up some numbers for the morning show, the Jockey Cage over on 97.5, the fanatic when it comes to the pitching. The bullpen was terrible. I'm not trying to tell you they were good yesterday. I'm not trying to tell you they've been good for a little bit now. And they look like the Achilles heel of this team. So let's look at it right now. The bullpen currently has a three seven one ERA. That's good for ninth in all of baseball. The total team, or sorry, ninth in all of baseball, 3rd in the National League. So the 3rd best bullpen ERA in the National League. The total team ERA is a 3.99 for the Phillies. That's 12th in all of baseball, 5th in the National League. Neither of those numbers are that bad, right? They're top half in baseball in both of those. Top 3rd, basically. They're close to like top 3rd in ERA for both the full staff and the bullpen. So they've had really good points this year. They're just in a bad stretch right now. You better hope they figure it out before the end of September. And I'll be watching with bated breath on that one. But to give you perspective, last year, I don't know if you know this, but um, the Philadelphia Phillies, they went to the World Series. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They won the NL Pennant. It was crazy. It was fun. If you missed it, go back and uh, watch some games from last year. It was a really good time. No, we all know that. We all know they went to the World Series. But in the regular season in 2022, their uh, bullpen ERA was 23rd in all the baseball and 11th in the National League. Their total team ERA was 15th in all of baseball and 9th in the National League. I mean, they're significantly better compared to their peers this year when it comes to the pitching numbers. They just really are. And the one other thing that I want to look at, because that's just proof positive that the pitching has improved based on what the staff was last year, and their staff was pretty good in the postseason last year. It was good enough to get them to the World Series and the offense, clearly, is playing better right now than it was this time last year for the Philadelphia Phillies. So that all points towards they could absolutely make a run like they did last year again, as long as they work things out. The ERA in the postseason for the bullpen last year was a 2-6-2. That was good for second in all of the postseason, trailing only the Houston Astros. Now the Houston Astros ended up winning it all, but a 2-6-2 ERA for your bullpen, is outstanding. And remember, they had the 23rd best bullpen ERA in all of baseball in the regular season. There's not a switch that you could just flip if you're the Philadelphia Phillies that say, okay, now we're gonna turn it on, right? They don't they can't mentally just choose to play better. They're trying as hard as they can. Trust me. They're trying to win baseball games, they're trying to pitch really well, they're trying to take care of business when they need to. The bullpen is but that's just proof positive. Bullpens can hit like a heater. They really can. It's momentum. It's just like a lineup. The Phillies lineup has been on a heater recently. Phillies bullpen has been on a cold stretch. But they could hit a heater for the postseason, and you could be looking at one of the better bullpens of baseball because of the talent level, right? I keep going back to the skill level and everything like that. Uh, They just have it. They're they're rough right now. And I'd be more worried about the bullpen costing you games down the stretch than I am about them in the playoffs, if that makes sense. Like, I think in the playoffs and the heightened – uh, focus and everything they'll be better like i think they're going to rise to the occasion because they did last year and you have uh, a couple of the same guys in there but down the stretch they got to prove a little bit more to me so the bullpen will be 100 percent the biggest thing i'm watching for the next week or so to see how they perform the starting pitching though not far off either and michael lorenzen has a big start tonight out in san diego to try and bounce back from a couple rough ones he's been interesting since coming over from Detroit in uh, the trade deadline acquisition. So Phillies Padres, 9.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight, late night game. That's why the episode's coming out later today because I took a long nap so I can be up at 4 a.m. after the 9.40 p.m. first pitch time. But you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you can pull that all up, 9.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time out there in san diego and we'll preview that game coming up as we continue today's episode of lock on phillies first though i want to tell you about my friends over at neutrophil okay Uh, you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health right you don't have to take any of these weird supplements or try all these crazy procedures that might be dangerous or anything like that no neutrophil provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair no drugs no compromises just better hair. I mean, Neutrophil's the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Neutrophils hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free, patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Let me tell you this, guys, from personal experience, I've had I now I shaved my head by choice, and it's taken a little bit to grow back. And I know when your hair is shorter or thinner than you want it to be, it can be a huge change in your daily confidence and how you view yourself and everything like that. It's an important thing to fix or keep healthy if you want to focus on keeping your hair. So go to Nutrafol.com men to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, all that good stuff. And it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. And that's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men. And enter promo code LOCKONMLB. All right, let's preview tonight's matchup between the Phillies and Padres. West Coast game, 9.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, first pitch. Between the Phil's and the Friars. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. I just want to go ahead and check this because I do believe it to be the case. Yes, this is the Phillies' last West Coast regular season game on the schedule. That's a late game. Tomorrow, the Phillies play the, five, uh, the Padres at 410. So the Phillies won't play a game later than uh, they got the Cardinals at like 815 one night. But, yeah, that's that's the latest the game starts is an 8-15 start in St. Louis. And that game's a Friday night Apple TV game. So if you're worried about, like, the staying up late, have to be up early for work. Tonight's the last one, folks. We just got to make it to tonight, and then we're back to a regular schedule as we go down the home stretch of September, which is great for folks like me who wake up as early as I do in the morning. But it's a, a big game for Michael Lorenzen, right? Uh, he goes on the mound tonight uh, facing off uh, against Pedro Avila. And Avila's a solid pitcher, but, I mean, he's kind of being used in, like, an opener role here or a spot start. i got to look into exactly what it is because he's 0-2 on the year in 30 and a 3rd innings pitch, so not really one of their normal starting pitchers. Lorenzen's 8-8. He's just perfectly balanced, as all things should be, a 3-7-3 ERA. That's not outstanding, but not remotely bad. A one whip, again, not outstanding, not bad. Uh, 137 two thirds innings pitched, uh, struck out 103. He's not a strikeout pitcher, but when he pitches the contact that works. 38 walks, 17 home runs. We'd love to see that number down a little bit. He's been getting tagged lately. That's the biggest thing, right? Uh, and Avila, for the record, uh, in his 30 and a third innings pitch, 2.67 ERA and 1.38 WHIP, 37 uh, K. So he will strike people out, but 13 walks in 30 and a third innings. Uh, he's walking someone basically every other inning. He's only allowed one home run, though. So you're going to have to string together some hits against him, and he is a bit of a strikeout pitcher, so we'll see a righty. Um, So the Phillies can start whoever they want, and we won't have to have the Rob Thompson lefty-lefty give up lineup. But anyway, bottom line is Lorenzo has had some starts recently where he has not looked like himself. And he's been an interesting uh, – I'm using the word case study a lot today because of the Kyle Schwarber situation with the 40 home runs and not yet 40 singles, but Lorenzo's been weird, too. You acquire this guy, the numbers look good. He's a starter that turned into a reliever for most of the middle years of his career and now he's back to being a starter. He comes over here and he's over his highest innings count uh, in his entire career, but he comes out and he throws a gem in his opener, and then he throws a no-hitter in his home opener with the Phillies. Like He looks outstanding, and then he goes out and he looks really, really rough. The last couple starts, And it's like, what do we have with this guy? I do think Lorenz is going to end up in the bullpen, partially because of the innings count, partially because I don't know that his ceiling is still as high as throwing a no-hitter on the playoff level. He could do it, but I don't see him as consistently of a power good pitcher. He doesn't have the strikeouts or anything. I think strikeouts are huge in postseason play. Like you don't pitching the contact is a lot more dangerous in the postseason than guys that can get you. An 8, nine, ten strikeout game like Wheeler, like Nolo, like Suarez, like potentially Taiwan Walker if he's on. So I see Lorenzo as more of a bullpen guy down the stretch, but he's got a chance to prove me wrong. And I still wanted to throw well because right now if he went to the bullpen, I'd still be a little bit worried about him after these past couple starts. So he's my biggest focus for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, actually, the Padres favorite in this one. The Padres minus 115 on the money line. And uh, the Phillies only a forty-seven point nine percent chance to win, according to ESPN analytics on uh, the ESPN app. Here, but you look at the the records: Phillies are seventy-six and sixty-one. padres are sixty-five and seventy-four. I mean, just looks like the Phillies have the advantage. With I, I don't know the pitching matchup. Maybe maybe it's because Lorenzo struggled lately. I just think he's going to bounce back and have a solid start tonight. I like the Phillies in tonight's game, especially seeing a righty and a guy without a lot of innings pitched uh, this year. And I just think that uh, the Phillies are a better team than the Padres. I will give the Padres this, right? There was a point during last night's game when the Phillies were struggling and the Padres were bringing guys to the plate. And it was Tatis and Machado and Bogarts and uh, Soto. And then you get through like one or two other guys and then it feels like it's those guys again. And I'm just like, wow. That is a murderer's row of four guys. I don't understand how they're struggling as much as they are, but welcome to Padres baseball in the year 2023, I guess. The Phillies might have broken them last year, knocking them out of the NLCS, and then they just haven't been the same. I don't know. The Phillies totally have credit for all of that. But it's crazy to see where these two teams are, Um, not skill-wise, but production-wise, I guess, record-wise, compared to last year when they met in the NLCS. The Phillies still on that upward trajectory a little bit. The Padres completely on a downward trajectory, maybe heading towards a rebuild, depending on how things go. But they're still a dangerous team, right? These aren't pushovers, even though they're not really in the postseason race. They're probably the most talented team out of the postseason race that still has their guys. Like I'll probably take them over any team in baseball that's not currently in postseason position, like that's out. Out. I'm not talking about guys on the teams on the fringe that might make it in still. Like, teams that are dead in the water, it's them or the Yankees, and the Yankees have been a dumpster fire. So, yeah, this is still a talented team. If you go out, though, you can win the series tonight. And then you'll just go ahead and you'll have a nice little afternoon game tomorrow, a getaway day before seeing Miami back home. Uh, And you can have a chance to go for a sweep, your second sweep in three series. And Wheeler goes tomorrow. So, I mean, you got a good opportunity. Go ahead and take care of business. My number one focus, though, tonight is going to be on Michael Lorenzen and how he bounces back. Uh, coming up, we're going to do off the poll. we got some responses to get into from over the Memorial Day weekend about your favorite moments of August. And I'm very interested to see how this breaks down. We'll get into that coming up as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right, let's talk about my friends over at Sleeper, okay? The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball's never been more exciting than it is now. With studs like Acuna, Betts, Otani, Harper, Harper's not in the copy. I can't believe it, but I put him in there myself because I love Bryce Harper. You can pick more or less on stats for stars like that with home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times payout on sleeper. Get your picks right, and you can win big. I mean, listen, it's absolutely awesome. Uh, What players would you take to win 100 times the money? Like maybe it's not the stars. Maybe it's uh, Kyle – well, Kyle Schwarber's a star, but he just hit his 40th home run. Guy who's been hot lately, Trey Turner. He's making up for lost time. Just looking at some of the Phillies, they got guys swinging out of their shoes right now. Alec Boehm's really good. Bryson Stott started off four for four yesterday in the game against the Padres. Maybe go over on hits for him. It's super easy. Entries can be made in under a minute, and there's a lot of money out there to win. So use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a one hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleepers terms of use for details. And uh, go ahead and check that all out. All right. Because sleeper is the best way to win hundred times your money on playing daily fantasy baseball. All right, let's jump into off the poll. So I asked you this on Friday. I know it's on Tuesday. No episode yesterday because of the Labor Day holiday. I was down the shore, so I didn't have a chance to uh, to get to uh, my laptop and recording information and everything like that. But I want to go ahead and jump into the results from our off the poll question from Friday. So I'll read it to you. I'll remind you of the responses. And we have, uh, I don't know that this has ever happened before. Wow, I'm just looking at these uh, responses for the first time. So we had about 74 votes. Sorry, there's a fly flying around. Those bothering me. You just saw me spaz out on my YouTube. Uh, The question was, what was your favorite Phillies moment of August? And there were four options. Lorenzen, no hitter. Trey Turner, ovation. 59 homers. And Harper hits 300. The 59 homers comes in fourth place. But 20% of responders said the 59 homers were their favorite part. I think that might be the highest uh, percentage, the lowest amount of the lowest vote option has ever gotten. Then 24% of responders said Bryce Harper's 300th home run was their favorite. I bet you that would be much higher if the Phillies end up winning that game, but they ended up choking it away. So it kind of uh, reduces a little bit of the impact of that, but still a beautiful moment, the kissing the jersey and everything. And our first place getter, well, it's a tie. 28% of responders voted for the Lorenzen no-hitter, and 28% of the sponsors voted for the Trey Turner standing ovation. So a dead-even split there between the first uh, Phillies no-hitter in years and the Trey Turner ovation that seems to have turned around the season entirely And uh, a moment that took the baseball public by storm. It's very interesting to see how close they all were. I wasn't sure if there would be one that was a runaway favorite. It's also pretty cool to see that the Trey Turner ovation is just it that Lorenzo no hitter game felt like the greatest regular season baseball game I've ever watched, and yet the Trey Turner ovation, which was a moment created by the stands, uh, the stands, the fans in the stands, and not one that was like really brought about by performance on the field, it, it equaled it in the responders' eyes. Now I voted for Trey Turner's ovation. That's where my vote fell on this one. And I just think it was a very unique moment. Like you'll see no hitters and stuff like that. The Trey Turner ovation was something that was almost outside the realm of sports to just support of a person who needed it. But wow, what a month, right? And a bunch of moments to choose from and a very good look at how you evaluated what happened in August. So, there you have it. Hopefully, we'll have another poll at the end of September with a bunch of months like that as we get ready for the Phillies to head into the postseason. But still a ways to go. And it starts tonight against the Padres, 9.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. And that's all for today's episode of Lock on Phillies. So thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. You know the deal. And uh, guess what? I'll talk to you next time tomorrow in the next episode of Lock on Phillies.